0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Split Decision Podcast. It is me, Roman Garcia. As always, unfortunately, PJ not present. We had a good run while it lasted, but unfortunately can't make it today. He has an exam, and do not have a replacement for him today, unless you count, of course, our wonderful Jack Linder. Linder, correct? Yeah, yeah, I you think, got it. I'm always curious if there's an L in between the D and the E. So
1: project. it's weird. It's L I N D N E R. So Lindner. Lindner.
0: So that's a tough one.
1: Yeah. Most yeah. people just say L I N D E R. Yeah. Totally fine. So yeah. <laughs> I don't blame yeah. them
0: i don't know if you know this little fun fact about myself jack yeah I actually don't have that much feeling right here in my lower jaw really yeah like uh i always tell people I'm like pinch me as hard as you can in my jaw and because i tell and because but they don't want to <laughs> but i'm like genuinely if you do it i really it really does not hurt that much i had a um i had jaw surgery in april of 2021 oh really yeah I had a nasty underbite, nasty underbite. Oh yeah. So then they just basically went in, shaved my jaw, and then moved it backwards. So now you don't really have much feeling there. It was supposed to come back. Uh, it was.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> it was supposed to. It, it
0: was supposed to fully come back, and but it 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 really hasn't. So I don't know if that. But I got you know I I think it's a fair trade off. They gave me like a you know nice you know even bite. There you go. And okay, now I can't feel but there's worse places to lose feeling at than yeah. your lower jaw. <laughs> but you'd be surprised, like saying certain words sometimes I struggle with because I can't like I don't I feel like I don't have that same mobility in my lower lip that oh, really? other people do.
1: What what are some of the examples? Uh, I
0: can't... Like Lindner Lindner is tough.
1: Yeah. yeah it's, I feel like
0: I have to really yeah.
1: I don't I feel like, yeah, that's kinda tough for anyone to yeah, say really. Like Lind- in full Phonetics, I just go Lindner, and
0: that's it. So. Lindner. Like, I literally can't, I, I can't feel, like, I feel like there's a certain point, like, at the end where you're supposed to, like, kind of have a feeling in your lip. Yeah, Linner. Yeah. Like, yeah, that part, I struggle with. You don't
1: have that anymore?
0: Um, I'm trying to think of some other words. I don't know. It just, it'll pop, it'll just like pop. Like, just certain
1: tongue twisters and all that.
0: Yeah, there's times where I'm just, like, mid, like mid, you know, monologue, and I'm, and I'm just, like, Ah, I got. It feels like I have like peanut butter in my mouth. Yeah, you know. I'm yeah, like, I that. I think yesterday I was on the phone with someone and I was, uh, incidentally I was trying to say articulate, and oh, at yeah. the moment I couldn't, I couldn't articulate. I think I said it like that because I knew if I said it, tried to say it fast, it was gonna come out like gibberish. <laughs> but a lot of times I do mumble though. I don't know. Are you a mumbler? I, I wasn't a huge mumbler or
1: anything growing up, but that was really a, i blame that a lot on the fact that I did a lot of theater when I was a kid. Mm. So, like, when you're on stage, you really got to, like, phonetically and, like, over-enunciate yeah. every single word that you're saying, you know? So I don't feel like I ever really mumbled when I was a kid. My little brother was a really bad mumbler, though. Yeah, so. I'm,
0: I'm terrible. I'm, I, when I was younger especially, and, and today I still am. But I think it's because, like— I don't know. I, I feel like I have a lot going on in my head. Yeah. So then I'm just trying to, like, say a bunch of stuff. And, like, obviously in your head you know what you're saying. And then it doesn't quite translate to how you say it out loud. Yeah. So then, like, I'll be like, oh, so, yeah, I'm like really just trying to go to, like, the mall right now. And then people are like, oh, what did you, you just say? And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I'm trying to go to the mall. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I've gotten slightly better. Mm-hmm. But then I took a step backwards with this whole jaw thing, but who cares nah. who cares? I was gonna ask you a question I don't know jack
1: well for me. I, I've been I've been curious. I feel like we've never really at, talked much about it You know, but you and pj kind of discussed it a little bit last time so when did you first really get into like mixed martial arts oh. and And into the UF the world of the ufc and everything
0: um the first martial art I enjoyed was boxing. I watched boxing when I was younger with my family all the time. Like I remember, like dad when those would be like events where our family would all get together. Yeah, get together, buy the pay per view, watch the big boxing fights. You know, like Manny Pacquiao, Mayweather, Canelo, stuff like that.
1: Did you have a guy you rooted for?
0: Oh yeah, I mean any Mexican who was fighting, you got to root for the Mexicans. <laughs> Except there was this one time that Manny Pacquiao was fighting this guy Juan Manuel Marquez. Uh, it was they fought four times and I remember one of the times I was going for Pacquiao because my mom told me to. Yeah. But I remember my grandpa was like, Why are you <laughs> you're supposed to be cheering for the Mexican or like that? Yeah.
1: So this is like a whole family ordeal oh, that you yeah, really boxing loved. That was, really loved boxing. Yeah,
0: yeah. They liked boxing but also like they would like uh they'd play like uh like they would they would put money in and like um basically like I forgot how it works. I never I was too young to participate. Oh, yeah. But, like, basically, like, you drew a number from, like, a hat. And if the fight got finished in that round, then oh. you, won, you won the pot. Oh, there you yeah, go. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's also why, like, they would get everyone involved. So, like, even if you weren't, like, the biggest fan. Like, I remember one time, like, my grandma won. She doesn't know anything about boxing. <laughs> but, like, yeah, the guy just happened. Like, um, I think it was honestly, it might have been... Uh, another Manny Pacquiao versus Marquez fight. Because yeah. they fought like four times. And I think that was the last one where, where Marquez knocked him out. Um and she won like however much money. I think I got a little I think I got a little piece of it, not gonna lie. There you go. I think I went up and gave her a hug. So <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Playing her favorite yeah, right there yeah, to get some yeah. of the cash I prize. Yeah, I think I might have got a little p- But yeah, so I, I always liked bike- boxing first and then I was honestly like anti-MMA. I was like Oh really? Oh yeah. I was like, those people are barbaric. <laughs> You know, like boxing is like it's, a, it's ingrained into the history of the United States in a way. Yeah. You know? People don't know. But boxing, boxing was one of the most important uh, sports in this country for a long time. Going all the way back to the Olympics, going all the way back to like, like Jack Dempsey, Sugar uh, no, was Sugar Ray Robinson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because like during the whole war, there was one time, was it Sugar Ray? It might have been Sugar Ray Robinson. He's an African American yeah. And uh, you know this is when we're Going at it with you know the Germans and whatnot. Mm-hmm. and they uh, Despite how Sugar Ray was being treated Like uh, I think it, I hope it was Sugar Ray I'm pretty sure it was but um, I can do some research here Yeah yeah look uh, Like Olympics Yeah I'm pretty sure it was him but basically whoever it was Yeah uh, let's see.
1: 1946
0: uh, f- to 51. That seems around Yeah, I you know great Cuban knockout winner. Yeah, yeah, look up Sugar Ray Robinson versus ger- German Olympics. I'm pretty confident it was him, but let us see. I think yeah. Bound I think that's Sugar what it yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, basically he was going against this German guy. And uh, despite how he was being treated in the uh, the country by most people, the uh, president of the uh, boxing association in the United States or yeah. something of the sort was like, you know, you got to win it for us. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I-, I know this country doesn't treat you the uh, the fairest at times, um, but you know, you're fighting for the country. <laughs> Um, and he ended up knocking him out because that was that was one of the few fighters he had lost to up until that point. And, Knocked uh,
1: out his opponent with a punch to the kidney. Yes, yes.
0: Those are brutal. Yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest of all time. But, oh, yeah. yeah. One of the greatest of all time. But I'm trying to think, where did that even steer off from? Oh, Just how important boxing has yeah, been. Yeah, you know, yeah. so too. yeah, it was, it's always been super important. Um and i was like oh MMA's a bit barbaric there's a lot going on i remember it would come up on like espn and stuff but you know but then then i literally i literally remember the the conor mcgregor era when he was coming up i still wasn't watching but i remember on instagram every other day something about him was popping up on my phone and i honestly didn't even like him at first i'm like this guy's a bit too much for me you yeah. know but I remember like uh I just remember seeing Instagram posts, no context whatsoever. I don't know who he's fighting, I don't know what weight class he fights at, nothing, nothing like that. I don't know, yeah. And all these people who he's talking crap to, I'm not sure who they are, but I'm like, this guy is funny and entertaining. Um and I would just start watching like uh clips of his like I would just Conor McGregor funniest moments, Conor McGregor best trash talk, blah, blah, blah. Um and that in conjunction with I started watching Joe Rogan and oh, yeah. that was in my Joe Rogan era. This was this was 2019. I remember like um like
1: his stand-up comedy you would watch No, or, his,
0: or... his stand-up comedy is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> his stand- it's not, it's not his stand-up comedy is terrible, but um but like the podcast I Oh, I I'm so silly because, oh, no, we're not even using the Bluetooth. <laughs> uh, I was just say, I I'm, I usually, I'm always just disconnecting my Bluetooth whenever I see it's on, but we're not even using it. I'm talking to you, Jack. <laughs> anyways. If you have something you want to pull up, pull it up, man. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. I, don't know, I got nothing, but like, nah, well. man. But maybe we'll get to it. But, anyways, not nah, like, uh, no, I started listening to his podcast because, like, I remember on YouTube, like, the first few ones I would watch would always be, like, you know, classic Joe Rogan. It's like, what, who would win in a fight? A grizzly bear or a, <laughs> you know, and I'm a senior in high school, and right? Like, I'm just, like, fucking, you know, just dude and out over here. Yeah. Just want to know who does, what would win, a grizzly bear <laughs> or freaking Siberian tiger or something like that, <laughs> you know? Um... So then I started watching him and then he would start talking about his fighters because he's obviously a commentator for the UFC. So then I'd start hearing about other fighters, what's going on with them. I'd hear about, he would talk about like the storylines of fights and I'd be like, um, you know, and then I remember the first event I watched was January of 2020 and that was Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone.
1: And that was the one at PJ's place you guys said? Uh, at least you think?
0: No, that one I watched at another friend's house and he happened to that was happened to be the first event he watched as well. I'm gotcha. not sure where he watched gotcha. it at. But yeah, basically, yeah, I don't know. We both yeah, that was a pay-per-view we both started watching and then so then between the the clips, the Conor McGregor, he knocked him out, I'm like, this is sick. I didn't watch any of the other fights, but I'm like, Conor McGregor knocked him out. I'm thinking Conor McGregor's that was the first fight he'd had in a couple of years. So I'm thinking, okay, this is a good time to join. And then COVID happened. Yeah. And then COVID, it's like, um, Conor McGregor's not gonna fight in front of nobody. You know, he's too big too big of a draw. Um, but the UFC still went on. And you plus,
1: know. he, he kind of like, he's the kind of fighter that like feeds off the audience, oh, you know, too. It was like, Duh. he needs, because yeah. he's a showman, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure, know? for sure. Like, he's really good at what he does, yeah. but he's also just such a showman when I he gets I mean, he, the he
0: fills out, he would fill out the arena for his press conferences, yeah. which was like unheard of. Like, you know, those press conferences are free to the public, I'm pretty sure. And they would literally like fill out the entire stadium just, just because he was talking. Yeah. Why, um,
1: why do you think he made such an impact on the UFC? Um, what was it about him that you think what well, what is it about him currently that you think is just such a draw for people?
0: I think a lot of what he did is he kinda he kinda polished it up a little bit because I think he saw what boxers boxers would do and also what kind of what pro wrestlers would do also. And he knew that like, yeah, you can be an entertaining fighter. But if, that, but if you're an entertaining fighter, that means you're only entertaining fans, you know, three nights out of the year mm-hmm. versus if you can be entertaining outside of the octagon and keep yourself in headlines throughout the year. Them, then you're always constant, they're constant. People are constantly like, "What's when? When's he coming back? When's he, when's next? When's he, when's he going to be at the press conference again? You know, when's the when's next he, USC yeah, fan where yeah, he's going to be the main, exactly. the main card. So he kind of built that anticipation because he would show up in like he was the first guy who started showing up in like nice suits. You know, Every, all the other guys were showing up in like you know regular shirts. Blah blah blah. You know, just looked like. Didn't differentiate themselves in any way. Everyone just kind of looks like an athletic guy on yeah. a stage, you know, but he would start showing up in the suits. He had the accent, you know, Yeah. Um. he had the quips um, and he was just willing to talk to everyone like he didn't care who you were. Like, And another thing is what a lot of people don't give him credit for is that he was really like he wasn't just someone who talked. You know, I, I think now that he's lost like his career. Kind of is on the downside right now. People forget the reason he was even put in that position is because he won like I don't know, probably his first f- f- six fights in the UFC, which is tough to like, and by knockout, like or most of them by knockout very entertaining up and up all the way through like you, you would never consider conor mcgregor a boring fighter like he's someone like you would want to watch
1: and correct me if i'm wrong like with those knockouts like they were relatively quick oh. right? like in the first round a lot of the time yes times, right? he
0: was knocking he was knocking dudes out cold like early so um yeah like debut he won by knockout then i think a second fight he won a decision but then it was like and the, and also the UFC were they knew what they had on their hands there. Yeah. They like so I'm not I'm, I will say like if it, but I was gonna say other prospects probably wouldn't have gotten that same the same kind of matchmaking he got. He got not favorable matchups, but like okay, these are guys who are like aren't gonna try to wrestle him. They're gonna try to stand with him, and you know we think he can probably knock as long as he can knock this dude out. You know we can get him to the title cuz you want a guy like that to have your belt, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Um so but the thing is that's that it is a bit favorable treatment but at the same time like they knew what they had on their hands. If you know, other people get that all the time like if if the UFC is valuing you, of course, they're going to make they're going to do matchmaking that that you know, protects that makes you look like a good fighter, you yeah. know? Like yeah. um but if they don't care about you, they don't care who you fight. They're like, yeah, we'll give you the hardest fight. But also he never said no to a fight. And like Dana says it all the time. Like any fight that they offered him, he would take. I remember um, he was supposed to fight for the uh the first time he was supposed to fight for the title, the guy who was gonna fight pulled out like three weeks before. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, they woke Dana woke him up on the phone, told him that the that the guy pulled out, broke his ribs or something like that. And I guess all he said was, "Well, I'm gonna go finish taking my nap. Tell me who I'm fighting at, all right? Or just <laughs> let me know who I'm gonna be fighting. You know." Yeah. So yeah, they don't always. And I think a lot of people don't give him respect for that. Like, when when you're that big, and even now, if he comes back, and in boxing, if you're coming up back off a long layoff, they'll give you a tin can. They'll give us some. They called tune-up fights. Yeah. Those those happen in boxing. In MMA, it's not. Quite as common, but it's definitely not something Conor McGregor can do because at the end of the day, Conor McGregor is someone who has to headline, has to be the main event of whatever card he's on, Um, which is also makes it difficult because usually championship fights always go last, so you can't put him on the same card as a championship level fighter. Yeah, but that means you have to give a matchup that is like worth people's time watching because you're not just. Yes, he's a big draw, but you know you can't do a tune-up fight, you know? You can't put him in there with, like, some mid-level mid UFC fight. He has to only ty- fight the best from here on out because yeah. it's Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um. So that's a bit difficult, or that's a difficult spot for him, but... That's just one of the cons. Realistically, he doesn't have to fight again if he doesn't want to.
1: I mean, yeah, he's already made Uh, (laughs) like millions and millions of dollars just like on everything that he's already done with the UFC. So, I mean, really, he's set for life, you know, and everything that he's doing. No,
0: that's like, that's, he got, they call it FU money, where it's just like, oh, yeah. (laughs) That's my favorite term. Yeah. I love that term. Yeah. Maybe I'll have that one day. I don't know. (laughs) Would you want to have that type of money? I mean, yeah.
1: Yes, obviously, to have that kind of security, but at the same time, it's also like there is a certain amount of money that you get where it's like, what do I even yeah, do with no, all literally. of this? You no, know, literally. like, what do I
0: do? No, like, um, yeah, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, I saw a video of him like, and then he, he left him like his, I think it was like a $15 million Bugatti or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Jesus. I was like, this guy probably drives this thing like three times a year. Oh my God, uh-huh. yeah. Advice, but he has it
1: because he gets driven uh, around everywhere else. You know, no, so it's like,
0: well, yeah, who knows how many, point of it, I'm you know? sure he has a daily car. It's probably like a Range Rover. Exactly. You know, so, so got a Lincoln or something like that. He
1: crashes that thing and it's no big deal.
0: Oh no, that's that. No, literally, like he can literally afford to crash that thing.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. So sorry, I kind of cut you off and I kind of took us off into a different side. But yeah, you were saying so you were talking about COVID and how the UFC kind of. Oh
0: uh, yeah.
1: When uh, like there were nobody in the in the stands yeah, or anything, you know, so
0: yeah, kind of well, changes up the pace a little bit. It was, I mean, I think this is a lot of people in in our generation as well, because I feel like UFC is definitely as the most popular it's ever been. Yeah, it's still a young sport. I mean, it's only been around. It's just celebrating its 30th anniversary. No, yeah, 30th anniversary. Um, so that's super young, because like what NFL has been around for what 50 plus?
1: Oh yeah, they just did. Super Bowl
0: 58,
1: I think. Yeah. 58.
0: And was it was it technically... And the NFL was technically around longer than the Super Bowl the, era, right? they,
1: they were, yeah. They yeah. were around because originally it was the AFL and the NFL. Mm-hmm. Because there was, yeah, the American Football League and the National Football League. And they were two totally yeah. separate things before they finally merged and then just made, like, the NFL that we know today. Yeah. So they basically split it up to... At that point, they split the league up into the AFC and then the mm-hmm. NFC there. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's technically Super Bowl fifty-eight that we just did, but it's been around for a little.
0: Yeah, bit yeah. Nah. Same thing with the NBA, yeah. NBA, ABA. Yeah, I mean NBA is what seventy seventy-five years. They just did that. I remember. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So damn, that's a long time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but like think about that. I mean, both those sports are twice as more than twice as. Uh. Oh, I just got the invite to the intramural team. Shout out Evan Schlaubeck. There you go. Um. Oh, my intramural team lost on Tuesday. I just want that to be mentioned. But (laughs) I scored. I scored Jack. There you go. I did everything I could. You did your part. Did my part. Anyways, um, so yeah, I think COVID was a big moment for the UFC to really gain a lot of fans because they were really one of the only sports that were still going on. They were one of the only sports that could go on. Because it's just two guys. It's you just know? guys. As long as you guys pass both pass the COVID literally, test. Literally, yeah. As long as you both pass the COVID it's test, all then good. we can keep playing. No, you know? literally. you Keep playing. Keep fighting. And uh, it was it was cool. It was cool um, because there was no fans, but you would just, like, you would hear the fights and which you're not used to really hearing stuff. Yeah. You, you would hear the guys talking trash to each other mid-fight. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you'd hear that. Um, they would, they would be able to, like, hear the commentators, so, like, every now and then they would, like, say, like, comment on something the commentators was, said while they were fighting. Really? Yeah. Um, and then, especially, you would just hear, like, the crack and the pop of, like, the punches and stuff. So that was, that's what made it, like, uh, that's what made it, like, even, even in those strange times, it made it even stranger. Made the product even more unique, you know.
1: And where would they actually fight at? Would they still do like major arenas? No, or, they had. T- or, yeah, yeah. You guys were talking about this actually. Yeah, it they had like They
0: have two locations. Kind of like
1: the bubble for the NBA. Yeah,
0: they had what was called Fight Island, which was all the way over in Abu Dhabi. Really? And they still use the venue to today. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, they, the 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 um the guys out there, they just love splashing money on that sort of thing. So they made this whole. Facility where you know they'd fly the teams out. Everyone gets tested. Um, as long as you and your team are all good, and just get people in and out the way it should be. They would fight on the fight line. Now I was under the impression it was actually gonna be on an island. I thought that would've been <laughs> sick. That like, would've been actually, like if it was outdoors.
1: Like uh what was it? Uh Wii Sports Resort. Yeah. Like that. The, thought, the sword yeah. fighting one. Well, because know? when they
0: did the advertisement, I remember they would show it like like they would show like an octagon like on a beach side. And I'm like, oh my God, if they'd be sick. so cool. It was inside. <laughs> uh. Inside an empty arena, so...
1: If anything, it would have been safer, I feel like, to do it outdoors, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Especially during COVID. But, like, I
0: guess with, like, you know, you, you can't control the elements. Yeah, so I would always think it'd be super cool, though. Because, um, like, every now and then boxing events will happen. Like, out, like uh, arenas where the roof doesn't close, so you're technically kind of outside. Yeah. I think those look super cool. Yeah. Um, like, like,
1: an event at Lucas soil would be yeah, ass with the roof open and oh, all that. for sure. That'd be great.
0: Yeah, COVID, COVID, Joe Rogan, Conor McGregor. Plus then I had a bunch of time too to just spam. I was just, I caught up super quick. Like once really? I was in, I was in it. That so was, like, yeah, go, go, go ahead. I was going to say like, um, Joe Rogan would mention a fighter. I would go and look that fighter up, look at like their past fights, you know, look at their Instagrams, be like, what is this guy about? I kind of, and then like from there, I kind of just started like figuring out the history of like the fighters out of odd watch I started watching like a couple youtube channels that would be like Uh, Top 10 fighters from the 90s Or like random stuff like that Where it's like So you kind of just learn Oh, top 10 submission artists in UFC history You know, stuff like that And I got caught up really quick But also at the same time It's, like I said, it's super young sport So it's it's relatively easy to catch up
1: And that's honestly pretty sick Just because, you know Especially during COVID Like obviously that seems like It was your COVID like activity, you know And so when it comes to that kind of thing You can just watch their fight Like you don't have to watch the whole Mm -hmm. event You don't have to watch all the cards or anything like that. You can just find their fights on YouTube. So it's like, yeah, Joe Rogan talks about this guy, Mm -hmm. like you said. Exactly. Do some research, see what he's about, look at his Instagram, and then go to YouTube. Basically, you can find, like, every single fight that he's had. You know, then you kind of get caught up to speed. That is,
0: yeah. You actually make a good point because the thing is, like, like, say I tried to get into, like, soccer. Yeah. You know? Um... I'm not gonna go and I can't just go YouTube 90 minute game after 90 minute game. No, yeah. Fights, there. If the, if a guy knocks them out, it's literally like it could a, be a, it you can, know, it, like yeah, it could literally be a 3 three. I've watched videos that are like four minutes because the guy knocks them out in, within two minutes of the round. Can range uh, from yeah, like three minutes yeah. to you the, know the, maybe the, 20
1: minutes. Max yeah, the
0: something. longest it can go is literally 25 minutes because that's like, if they go all five five minute rounds. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, even those are rare. You know, so there's only a handful. So, yeah, it was really, yeah, you make a good point even think about it like that. But, like yeah, this was just very, like, digestible because it's like I got nothing but time. Uh, I can watch six of this guy's fights within the day if I wanted to. Um, And that's what I did a lot of times. Yeah, COVID was a good time. (laughs) And
1: and, and I think, like. Like you said, I think the history of it is was more to your advantage. Because it's such a young sport, mm. you don't have to go too far back no, to yeah. truly understand the origins of the sport, you know, and who the greatest yeah. of all time have been, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: <clears throat> You're good, bro.
1: But, uh, but, yeah, compared to a sport like football or baseball or soccer yeah. or something like that, you know, there's so much history to that sport and so many rule changes, honestly, no, that literally. have developed throughout the years. Oh. So... I, I, I can understand and I can see how it could be so quick to catch up because mm-hmm. I sit here every single week, you know, and I, and I listen to you guys talk and I'm just like, like, it's super interesting mm-hmm. to me just because i I've, I think this, the sport is overall really interesting, mm-hmm. but I just haven't been able to like, okay, who are they talking about? Yeah, right yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I know who they're talking about, mm-hmm. but honestly, yeah, like, especially during a time like COVID, it could be really easy to catch yeah. up.
0: So. I, I literally, I remember when I first started, I was like, there's no way I'll like ever know who everyone is. But it's like, even it just I, podcast definitely helps. Because yeah, like, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I because I say like I'm pretty much obligated to watch the the. not I mean I'm, I would watch them regardless. Yeah. Um, but like now I'm really like okay, well who won or who's fighting this weekend? Oh, I remember seeing this guy. You know, just a couple cards ago, I remember watching this guy you know, a year ago, oh, this guy hasn't fought in, like, a year and a half. Like, that's stuff, like, I would have just never thought. Yeah. Like, the guys on, like, the the lower cards especially, but, like, I don't know, I was looking at the card this weekend, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember when this guy fought, this guy, I remember when this guy fought, oh, this guy's last fight was against the... It's a bit weird Now that happens because it's like, like, I remember I used to be a team sports guy. Yeah. I used to, like, when I was younger, I was big on basketball, big on football. Maybe it was COVID that kind of changed that for me. I don't know what it was. I think it was fantasy football, to be honest. Really? Like, uh, I, lo- I really did. Like, NFL was, like, my favorite sport to watch when I was younger. And I'll still watch. It. But, like, what's crazy is, like, the Super Bowl was the first full NFL game I watched this entire year. Really? Yeah. <laughs> versus when I was younger, I always watch every single Bears game. I'd watch Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Boy, I don't know what it was about. I don't know what it is about it now. The product is is not the same to me. Maybe it's, and maybe it's a similar situation where it's, like, I, I'm just not... I didn't keep up with where people are at, with the storylines of the of the league. Yeah. Which definitely, you know, obviously makes it more interesting when you kind of know that those sorts of things. Um, but it's just, it's, I don't know, it's not as fun to me, I feel like. No, I get you. I, I feel like once you're a fan of, like, the UFC, that is, like, the most intense sport. I mean, that's, like, to me, that's, like, the highest stakes of competition. Any yeah. NBA game, like, I could put on a random NBA game right now, and it's, like... Win or lose, like what? Like these, the guys really care. I mean, they care, but like you know, teams are always tanking. Yeah, guys are, are always resting. You know, because it's like their money's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Their health is kind of like you're never gonna have a life-threatening injuries for the most part, right? Yeah,
1: for in like the NBA. Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was part of the draw, though, was something like the in-season tournament for this year, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it gave guys, like, something to work towards in, even in the first half of the season, mm-hmm. you know? Like, the season is nowhere near as long as, like, a baseball season or something like that, but 82 games is still a really long season, yeah, know. you know? It still is a long time to develop, and even then, <laughs> by the time you get to the playoffs, playoffs for the NBA are, like, yeah two months long, you oh, know? Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. on their own. Playoff- they take up a long time.
0: But NBA playoffs, that's what I, like if they could keep that that level of competitiveness from the playoffs and somehow find a way to translate that into the regular season yeah i think nba would it would only go to serve the nba but i i, I don't know do you think the season's too long I, I part of me feels like season's too long well i'm also
1: a baseball fan and mm-hmm. that's 162 games a year so that's i i never think it's too long you know if anything i feel like the nba is a good length like in terms of the regular season, cause it's like it spans out it spans out across a couple of months, you know, and it's not just like super a super quick thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Cause my thing with the NFL and like even college football, like I love both those sports, you know. But obviously like the draw is just like the once a week sort of thing. Yeah. You know it's so like that's why they get so many viewers, yeah. you know. But for me, it's just like I, I want to keep watching, you know, I want to keep watching these sports. So mm-hmm. that that's kind of my draw. I see the side I see the the arguments for both sides, you know, but but yeah, I wouldn't say that it's too long or anything. I, it's kind of an unpopular opinion. I think the baseball season might be a little bit too long, maybe. But at the same time, I also grew up playing baseball. And I love baseball so much, so I'm not like heartbroken if I get to watch another game. You know,
0: and baseball so, is ob- obnoxiously long, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm like, well, um, they're playing now, right? Spring season has started.
1: Spring training has
0: started. Yes, I, I feel like I blank, and then baseball's back.
1: It, 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 I, I do talk about how the NBA playoffs are too long. Like, obviously, the the MLB season is really, really long, you know. So, it's...
0: It's long, bro. <laughs> but, but I
1: think that was... I think last year's rule changes, did you ever hear about those? Like, with the pitch clock and everything, yes. you know? So, yeah. yeah, I think that was a great great thing to implement because uh, oh go ahead go ahead
0: no well no actually no i'll let you finish you're, you're definitely one well more versed on this i would love to hear you
1: no yeah like i think the pitch clock was definitely a great thing to implement for the game just because it kept the game moving i think averages for each game went from like you know three and a half hours to about two and a half hours so like literally just mm. like that you cut the game yeah, that's good. About by a third you know so it's it was a really good way to keep the games moving and keep people interested. I think the ratings for last year's MLB season were relatively higher than they've mm-hmm. ever been. Not, not than they've ever been, you know, but than they've been in the past few years, yeah. you know. And so it's just... Because,
0: yeah, I think it, it was diminishing there for a while, huh?
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been talks in the MLB for the longest time about cutting the season down. Mm-hmm. Because in COVID, during the COVID year, they cut the season in half so everybody only did 60 games. It was a 60 game season. And so the stakes were much higher obviously for every single game that you play if mm-hmm. you're going to get to the playoffs or not, you know. So I think the I think they got relatively good uh ratings during the COVID year and everything. Oh, yes. But again, like the entire stands were was empty, you know. I think they it reached a point where the MLB like hired their PA guys to like play crowd noises really? in the middle of games, like over the PA system, just to yeah, okay. make sort it of feel some sort of atmosphere, you know. But it's not, it's not the same. Obviously. Yeah, that's a
0: sport where it's like you kind of need, you need the audience there. You do. Yeah. Like UFC, yeah, because like. You know, like I said, the punches and the kicks, like that stuff, that's the the pops are here. But, like, with baseball, all you're hearing is, like, the whoosh of the ball. Yeah. And then the catch on the glove or the crack on the bat. Yeah. Um, But what I was going to say is I feel like uh, I know, uh, like, baseball is America's pastime. And I'm not super well-versed in baseball, not my forte. But I feel like whenever I see something, like, I don't know. Like a bat flip, a guy will do a bat flip, and then some people will be like, "Oh, this is super sick!" And then you have like the, I guess the hardcores be like, "This is not good for the game. Exactly, we shouldn't be doing this." Exactly, and I'm like, bro, that is the most entertaining thing I've seen on the baseball field in a long time. Exactly, I was like, "Let the guy flip a bat." The whole... yeah, go ahead. Go. I was gonna say I would love, I would love for them to kind of embrace more of like a showmanship, not not necessarily like taunting and stuff like that like although you know that sort of thing is exciting um but i don't know i'm unsure I, I do you feel like a similar way do you feel like no, the old I school have, traditional baseball fans are a bit too harsh no i absolutely agree
1: yeah i think the old school mindset of baseball is the whole reason why the sport is dying quote-unquote mm-hmm. if you even want to say that you know like it's no longer america's pastime obviously well it's not it's present present <laughs> yeah. you know so it is its pastime you know but I totally agree with you. I think there should be, like, as much as I personally, like, if I'm on the field and I see someone, like, you know, showboating and all nah. that, I'm like, oh, such a freaking show off, you know, like, cut that out. But, like, at the same time, I also understand the allure of it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that is
0: sick, But like, yeah, Because I say.
1: love a bat flip just as much as the but next But I guy, think, like,
0: in, in baseball, it's, like, the least amount. I'm like, I think oh, we can yeah. give him a little bit of leeway here. I'm like, if the Absolutely. guy wants to be – hits a homer and he wants to freaking run the bases and talk a little BS while he's doing it, I'm all for it. That's yeah. super- yeah. it's
1: super. It's, it's, it's what people do now. And I yeah. don't think a lot of hardcore original baseball fans realize that because, you know, I there, I just saw a video the other day. Like apparently college baseball is really cracking down on like showing off and like boasting and stuff like that because – Long story short, this kid was trying to draw a walk to load the bases and keep the the, the game going. Mm-hmm. He draws the walk. He flips his bat towards the opponent's yeah. dugout, and he kind of, like, is yeah. showboating and, like, jumping up. Not really jumping up and down. It was, like, a very mild, tame celebration. Mm-hmm. But the ump threw him out. Threw him mm-hmm. out of the game. And so he was just, like
0: what? That's, yeah, that's kind of crazy. So, it, it, it's
1: it's it's pretty ridiculous, honestly. I mean, yeah,
0: there is a fine line. I I obviously, I don't, also, at the same time, I, I do, I'm not trying to advocate for, you know, like, oh, let's just be, like, obnoxious while we're out there, you know? No, no. But it's like, hey, a bad flip, that's not hurting anyone. Like, obviously show class and everything, yeah. but
1: at the same time, yeah, a bad flip's not hurting yeah. anybody. It's celebration, you know, like, because everybody loves, you know, guys like Bryce Harper, you know, when they have been able to carry their teams and they hit a clutch home run, like, they should be allowed to to showboat a little bit.
0: There was another thing. Oh, man. It was something that I'm like, how is this a big deal? Like, how did they make a big deal out of this? I think it was the way a guy... It was something as little as, like, oh, he, like, grabbed the ball, tossed it up to himself, caught it, and then threw it. Like... Oh, yeah. yeah. People...
1: People get mad about that kind of I'm thing. I'm like, what but is? What like, is wrong. Like, who cares? There's nothing wrong with like that's so I mean, who stupid. Who
0: cares? You know? I'm like, he still got the out. He knew he had time to to do it. Like he literally scoops, like he scoops it up. Something I would, yeah. I my my ass <laughs> would do if I was playing baseball. Uh, scoops it up, does a little toss yeah, to himself. Toss yourself it's not like, like he lobbed it up in the air. He he just goes, catches it, throws it. I'm like, because
1: you have to, you have to. Equivalent it to other sports, you know, because like that right there, like tossing it to yourself before you throw it, yeah. you know, that's like the equivalent of a flashy pass in the, yeah. in, in the NBA, yeah. you know, like a behind the back pass, a no, no yeah, move yeah. pass, or something like that, you know, like. I'm like that's Patrick Mahomes. No look pass. Yeah, he could
0: have hit him with the chest pass, but if he's gonna lob it up and throw it up there, I'm I'm digging that. Exactly, like it's part of the show. Like
1: it's it's small little things that we can do to make the MLB a little bit more of a show. Yeah, because that's the thing about the NFL and the NBA. Like they have this allure to them that still allows for, like, showmanship, mm. you know? Like I said, flashy, no-look passes or anything like that, behind-the-back like, passes, even like spinning the ball,
0: it. Even, like, spinning the ball after a first down. Touchdown celebrations, yeah. yeah. Touchdown celebrations. Like, it, yeah, because they took those away for a while. They did. And then, but then they were like, the people want it. The exactly, want it. like, Everything the excessive
1: celebration yeah. thing. Like, it's the dumbest call in the NFL because oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, why? Like, I get it. Like, it truly has to be excessive yeah, yeah, for yeah. you to throw that flag, you know? Like, that's... <laughs> The way it's I see. It, you know, Some obviously. guys are real silly
0: about it, I'll yeah. tell you that.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll say this. UFC pretty much it, it it does lack in like that celebration aspect. You think so? Yeah. Post fight, for the most part, yeah. Um like most guys they get a knockout and they'll hit you with like a little scream or something, jump on top of the cage, go like this, you know. But mm-hmm. no one's like not, no one's ever usually doing anything special. Mm-hmm. But that's because it's like You go in there and you're, I don't know, I I feel like your mind should not be focused on like, oh, what if I knock this dude out, what should I do? Yeah, that's,
1: that's I think that's something that you think, that you try to think of outside the octagon, because I feel like that could be another alluring thing, because like, everybody has like a signature touchdown celebration or something like that, you know, or, you know, they'll do a special handshake with their Mm -hmm. teammate after they hit a home run. Like, guys are out there on their own, they gotta like, yeah. They got to brand themselves yeah, more. But
0: th- yeah, but I was going to say, like, it's it's like the NFL guys, though. Like, they know they're going to go out there week after week. Eventually, you know, they can have these—even if they don't score the touchdowns themselves, somebody on their team scores the touchdown and they have a team celebration ready to go, mm-hmm. like, they can have that ready to go because, like, realistically, you're going to score a touchdown. Yeah. Versus, like, a UFC guy, you know, like I said, you're only fighting three times a year. Yeah. Uh, not guaranteed you're going to win. Um, so, yeah, probably shouldn't have anything in the back pocket. There are a few guys, though, who, like, do, like, do some stuff. Like, um, there's this is one guy, Justin Gaethje, who, like, goes on top of the cage and will backflip off of it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which is, like, I remember one time he was, like, so exhausted after a fight. He tried to, like, climb, and he just kept falling down. Like, do. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he'll do the backflip off the cage. This guy, Michael... <laughs> The funniest one, I like the funniest, but also the most terrible one I ever seen was this guy, Michael Chandler, the guy Conor McGregor's supposed to be fighting next. Yeah. He's fighting this guy. And then all of a sudden it was one of the craziest knockouts of all time. Like the guy's just standing there, and he front like he front kicks him. Like he just like, Oh. and which those are, those are nasty. When it's just like a when the when the leg just goes straight up, and then he like kicks him right in the yeah, face. Yeah, kicks right? him right in the face. The photo's crazy. I gotta show you the photo. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the video. To be honest, the video's crazy, but he front kicks this guy in the face, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And then he proceeds to do like four backflips while like the oh, while like the uh, while like the the medical guys are like coming because the guy was knocked out stiff. Oh yeah, knocked out stiff. Let's see if we can find this. Surely, yeah. Look at this, slow motion. Okay. <laughs> It was crazy. The guy did not see it coming at all. I wish I would have... His
1: eyes are up. He's not yeah. even noticing his he's legs literally coming doesn't up even, to his yeah. face.
0: But that's cuz that guy never throws anything like that. I remember like in the interview he was like, "Oh yeah, this is actually open. Let me just see." Oh, oh, oh crazy. God. Crazy. Flatlines him. Like immediately just goes down stiff. You see that his eyes are gone. Oh yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Lenny in a diff- good night different dimension right there. Crazy, crazy. Let me see. What is that? That is insane. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh God. Falls down head, head first. Ooh. Look at <laughs> Hits the backflip. <laughs> he goes, You want another one? You want... No, okay. he just kept going like that. He goes, <laughs> Another one? Another one? He did like four of them. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> and there are people who are like, Come on, bro. Like, this guy's knocked out steps." That's crazy. And you're over here doing backflips. God. But, um, well, yeah, I like mean, that kind
1: of knockout though was a rarity to see. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Him out
0: cold. Oh, cold. Yeah, there's times where like you knock him down, the guy's still there, kind of like he has like put he, his hands he's up. He's seeing or, birds. Yeah, he's trying to like grab him or something. That guy, no, that guy was like it. It was literally like cut to black. Like, like that. he's seeing
1: the birds and stars yeah. and all that, you know. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, for a knockout like that, where it's just. Yeah, cut to black,
0: like mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, that's one of those sorts of things where it's like um, a lot of times when guys get knocked out, they wake up and, like, they don't know that they got knocked out. Oh, So the, the, they'll wake up and be like, what happened? Like, and even if, even, even like, they can be conscious, like, because this happened to another guy, Kamaru Usman, he got knocked out, like, same thing, like, flatline cold like that. Yeah. um, And, like, they literally wake him up, You know, sit him down on a stool. They're talking to him, you know, giving him the concussion test or whatever in the octagon. Um, Take him to the back and everything. And then, like, he talked about it on Joe Rogan a couple weeks after. He literally said that, like, even when he was, like, awake and conscious, like, he didn't remember anything until he got into the ambulance.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: So even though he was, like, awake and, like, you know, answering questions and—
1: He didn't remember a thing. He didn't
0: remember any of it. That's crazy. Like,
1: (laughs) I mean, it, it's believable just because it's, like—just because of how violent the sport is, obviously. But, like, that—to not remember anything, even when you're consciously yeah. awake, is so crazy. His
0: was—his—that knockout was crazy because that's one of the craziest comebacks of all time. He was fighting this guy, Leon Edwards, and he was beating him for, like—he was pretty—like, like, literally, was last 50 seconds. Yeah. And— um. He was beating him, and Kamaru Usman like at that point was like one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, it's still like still widely regarded as one of the greatest of all time. But Usman. like yeah, but if he would have won that fight, he would have been like greatest welterweight of all time, like greatest in his weight class. Um, and like literally 50 seconds, left. like the commentators are already talking about it going into the last round. They're like, oh, you know, Leon looks like he looks a bit um, what's the word? Did did. Dejected, yeah. He, they're, they're like the dejected te- challenger goes into his corner and stuff like that. Yeah. They, then the the um his trainer's like in his face. He's British guy. He's like, well. I'm- What's wrong with you? You're too effing nice. You got to pull this shit out the fire. I, uh, <gasps> you got to pull it out the fire. Come. <laughs> You're like, what's wrong with you? And then, the, but like the Leon's like, you could like, you, there's a look on a guy's eye where it's like, I don't think I'm going to win this. Yeah. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm tired. He's up a couple rounds. What are the odds I knock him out? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the the guy's like in his face screaming. And then the bell rings round five. And like literally the commentators, like one of them is like, uh. The commentator like literally goes like what I saw in that corner was like a, a dejected challenger Like he couldn't even look his coach in the eyes uh, He and that a that is another tell as well because it's like, you know You kind of feel shame in that moment because you know Like this guy really wants you to go out there and win and you're kind of thinking to yourself I don't think I can go out there and do that So they're fighting fighting um. The, again, like the commentators are like, it, it looks like he kind of just res- resigned himself to losing a decision because you know it's better to just you know at least you can say you went the distance yeah. versus like I got finished. So they're kind of just thinking he's just trying to coast it out, you know, for the remainder of the fight. Um. And then fifty seconds left. Like the guy said that. Like I think he resigned himself to a decision, and then the other commentator goes, "Yeah, well, that is not the cloth from which Leon Edwards is cut, and I swear." Within two seconds of that, he freaking throws a head kick. Oh God! With literally like fifty seconds left to go in the fight, fight that he was definitely gonna lose. And knocks the dude out cold. That's oh, yeah. God. That's when he knocked out the Usman guy. It was. Cr- I gotta show you that too, Jack. I, I, honestly, that's one of the greatest moments of all time.
1: That seems like uh, such a risky move at that point. If you're if you're trying to coast off the rest of the fight, doing a high leg kick like that because yeah. you throw yourself off your balance there. right? Oh, yeah. I mean, like you're well, that, No, the
0: guy who is losing the fight through the leg kick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what
1: I mean. So like, if you're just trying oh, to coast yeah. the rest of the fight, why even yeah. risk that? You know. There
0: you go. I gotta show you this.
1: And that was Rogan right there,
0: right? (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs)
1: Yeah, he's not looking at him at all.
0: You can see, like, he he looks like, you know, like, I'm done. (laughs) This is over. He's just trying to make it to the end of the round. Mm -hmm. Another thing was they fight fighting in Salt Lake City, which is super high elevation. So he was gassed at this point.
1: Did he talk about this fight afterwards? Like, what he was thinking? Did he, like, confirm, like, yeah, I was just trying to get to the...
0: Yeah, pretty much. This. Is a, feels like that be a moral victory. Oh, cold! Oh my God. Knocked him out cold. Oh, is that the clip? Okay, yeah. that was gonna be my next question yeah. for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
1: because that's the iconic clip where Rogan's just kind of sitting yeah. there, just oh. yeah, oh. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, literally, because like everyone's like, okay, like. It's time to go. This is the last fight of the evening. Yeah, everyone thought that Usman guy was gonna win because he's beat everyone up to that point. He hadn't been hadn't lost in like seven years at yeah. that point. so they're like, okay, typical Usman win, let's go home in about fifty seconds and change of plans. Wow, just
1: knocked about <laughs> yeah. cold, cold right
0: like that. That's as that's as clean as it gets. I remember. I was having I was having a, a part that I I had that fight on while I was having a party at my house. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself I didn't even watch the fight. So I'm like Usman's going to Usman's going to beat him. And then one of my friends like I'm um, standing in like my garage or something my friend comes in. Bro, no, you missed it. I was like, no way. i like, like, he was like, he knocked him out in the last minute. I was like, no, bro, you're joking, you're joking. And I go in there and I look at Instagram and I just the the what the scariest thing is the picture of that guy Usman just like looking up at because his eyes are oh, wi- yeah. his eyes are wide open yeah, but it's literally it. just the whites of his eyes yeah you can a, see he's just eh? like he's gone gone. There's not there's not a thought there. They just rolled yeah. the back
1: of his head. Ooh oh my god
0: yeah, that was gonna uh, be bad
1: yeah my last question was about that clip and that fight but that's so funny though because like you see that clip everywhere like for any meme it seems oh, like oh yeah, you know? yeah for sure
0: but yeah oh, that's man. crazy it's man it's mma man it's mma you uh you really flipped a script on me i feel like you were interviewing me today <laughs> i enjoyed that though yeah you're an interviewer
1: well, I just did an interview last night actually. Yeah. So, I'm probably still stuck in interviewer uh, mode right now, but uh an interview. I interviewed a senior who is doing the senior showcase right now for the theater department. So, they're performing for a bunch of like mm. casting directors and, you know, agents and stuff like that, you know. So, like this is not really their big break or anything, but it's just like a, a big opportunity for them to like get their their name out there.
0: No, that's and, good. Know, that's so. Good. Yeah, cuz there's um I don't know. I consider myself a bit of an interviewer sometimes. Yeah. And there's people who are like, you know, I could see that they're trying to interview. Like the other day, it was right after, it was actually last Friday, right after this podcast, me and PJ go outside and, you know, people are doing their story lab one or whatever. Yeah. And the girl's like, can I, can we interview you? And I'm like, yeah, you can interview us. And she asked. The first question was like, should gender play a role in how much people are paid in the sports? And I gave my answer, right? Second question was like, um, should the amount of attraction someone brings to a sport dictate how much they are paid? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, answer the question. And the last thing was like, what are factors that should dictate how much an athlete is paid? And I was like. Kind of just asked me the same question back yeah. to back. Uh, you kind of just asked me the same question back to back. All that to say, I think there's some people who I'm like, don't think interviewing is your forte. It's
1: yeah. it's tough, you know. I mean, tough. especially I mean for freshmen, you know, obviously they're still learning everything, you know. But obviously I've had a lot of a lot more practice. But I still do not yeah. consider myself like a really really good
0: interviewer. I think or, like, no. But you ask as long as you ask an open ended question relevant to the conversation, yeah. something that's you know. That, Allow someone to to give a perspective that they didn't even know that they had.
1: That's always the hard part. Is like that was the big thing that that I struggled with when I first was starting out at IU. Was like I was so focused on like my list of questions. Mm. I have a list of questions that I'm going to ask you, you know, mm. and you don't listen. Mm-hmm. You just have to listen to their answer. Yeah, because right? then you can think of questions on the no, spot. Then for if you're truly sure. engaged and you're listening, because yeah, them, if you're you know?
0: listening, you can kind of tell what people want to talk about. Yeah, and like. Obviously, sometimes there's things where it's like, if from a more journalistic point of view, yeah, there's questions that you need to get answered. Yeah, yeah. But if you're just kind of like spitballing, trying to like make a video story of something, uh, maybe you thought it was going to go in one way, but if it starts going another direction, you kind of have to embrace that. Exactly, exactly. But uh, you know, I'm just a media school student. You know, you're I'm learning a media school student. You're
1: learning a lot of the same things I am. I you
0: know. know. <laughs> we're in this together, bro. And uh, you were in this podcast with me together. And that's all I can ask. Short notice, always steps up. Always here for me, Jack. Gotcha, I appreciate man. you so much. <laughs> what are you doing on Saturday?
1: Uh, so Saturday, just kind of hanging right now. Not too much planned at the moment. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, you can always hey, change, though. So.
0: You should pull up to my birthday party, man.
1: Oh, is, is Saturday your birthday, man?
0: It is, no, my Saturday. No, honestly, my birthday is not till March 18th. But uh, that's the Monday we come back from spring break. There you go. And okay. then next week, I was going to have it. But I'm like, most people are going to already dip for spring break as it is. Yeah. And then at the week after that's when Quals is for like the little qualifications for the Little Five you go. And I'll be busy that week. Are you are you doing Little 500? Oh no, I'm not a racer. I'm in the IU Student Foundation, so we put oh, on the okay. Little Five Hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's a lot of like logistical planning and stuff like gotcha. that that okay. I all the miscellaneous stuff that the writers don't do, I, I handle. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be a busy week. Okay. Hey, I'll send you the invite, Jack. It's a jersey night, it's okay. Jersey theme. There you go. If you're trying to pull up, that
1: sounds good. Uh, that love sounds to good, have man. Yeah. Alright.
0: The who's who of Bloomington will be there. There that you includes go. Includes you. All right. But all right then, Jack. I appreciate your time. No problem, appreciate man. Appreciate everything you do for me, and I'll catch you guys all later.